And now, another cup of... The London Fog. But now we're recording. Are we recording? We're recording Wait, now. Wait, did we record all of that? No, I, I deleted all of that stuff that came before. So, hi! <laughs> Welcome to The London Fog. The London we Fog. We don't say the name of our podcast enough. I don't, no, we don't. I'm Leah. And I'm Kate. And here we are. Here we are today. So... Anything new before we get started? Oh, yeah. I have a lot to talk about. I feel like... Okay, a, about Oh. <laughs> I have so much to talk about. Um, well, I think first to say we dropped the special episode, and I realized that we dropped our special episode on our usual cup date, so this cup is just coming a little later. Yeah, that's that's fine. People like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, one's, no one's emailed in to complain. Where's the regular cup? Whatever. You guys like it. So, this is just like a double dose. A second cup, really. Yes. A second cup for the week. Which is actually a name of a coffee shop here in Houston, which is awesome. Oh, Have you been to a second cup? Yes, I have. I like it, but their parking kind of sucks. It's not the best parking, but I I like it because (laughs) it's, uh, like, their prices are a little uh, higher, but... It's because they, like, donate for women's, like, sex trafficking. Yeah, that's true. That is nice of them. Which is awesome. Supporting a good charity while you're getting caffeinated. I mean, it's everybody's dream. It is. Right? Okay, so do you have any events current going on in your life? Well, no, but... We're going to drop this the day before Princess Eugenie's wedding. I know! I thought I would give people some details about that. Yes, please do. So... Princess Eugenie is marrying Jack Brooksbank in St. George's Chapel, which is where Harry and Meghan got married. Um, so, I, so rumor has it that the BBC is not live viewing it because they thought it wasn't going to be that popular. Here's the thing. Uh, I know that normally, like, minor royals' weddings are not televised. Yeah. But this is going to be awesome to watch because, she, yeah, she's kind of a minor royal, but, like, Harry, Will, they're her cousins. They're all going to be there. Yeah. Char- Charlotte and George are in the wedding. Aww. All of, like, Zara Phillips, Zara? Zara Phillips? Zara, I think. Zara Phillips, or Zara Tyndale's her name now, and then what's her brother's name? Peter Phillips. Their kids are in it. Um, the uh, So nobody's, like, Gonna show it so we can't watch it no, on no, YouTube. No. I'm gonna tell you about. I was just saying. I think oh, it's sorry. kind of dumb of the BBC yeah. not to air it because every major royal is going to be there, and like, I don't know. I just think that that. I mean, yeah, okay, sure, they were all at the other one, but this is like a more like intimate family event. Yeah. So like, I feel like you get to see them more, and so you can live stream it on the Royal Family YouTube channel. Okay. Which is how you can watch all royal weddings. They're all on there. Yeah. If you want to go back. Um, and the Duke of York actually has his own YouTube channel, which I didn't know. Really? And he huh. will also be streaming it. Um, it's going to be awesome. An- Andrea Bocelli? Is that yeah, his name? Yeah, Andrea. Andrea. He's performing. Oh, cool. Um, so, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's still a, big a pretty event. epic wedding. Uh yeah, so they're saying, I mean, it's it's going to be, like, as nice as Harry and Meghan's. For sure. It's just, 
I was reading about it and it's like the only reason that it'll be cheaper is because since they're expecting less of the public, they won't have to pay as much for security. Like that was oh. the major cost for Harry and Meghan's wedding. I can believe that one thousand percent. So Especially after we did our last episode on, you know, Will and Kate's and oh, like people like yeah. two million people flew in, let alone all of the British people that lined to the streets. So like millions were there. Yeah. You know, that's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. So, if you're in the UK, coverage begins at 9.25 a.m. Um, if you're in the U.S., it's you're in Houston, 4.25 <laughs> a.m. Eastern Time. Ooh. Um, Ooh, that's three. But I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that, like, the live stream, like, it's just then saved on YouTube right. after. I so think you so. Can, Go watch it whenever. I am going to be live tweeting it as I watch it. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, um, you know, then follow I will, us I will on Twitter. There. Yeah, I have our Twitter. What yeah, what's our Twitter called? <laughs> We've forgotten. Hold, hold the phone. Yeah, we don't use Twitter a lot. But then I was like, that's a really good. Um, yeah, that's story. great. It's at the London Fog Pod. Yeah. So follow us there. I'll live tweet all of my thoughts on the wedding. Um, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. I think it is going to be amazing, actually. Um, Princess Beatrice is her maid of honor. Of course she is. So, you know, it's just going to be I a good just wonder, time. Like, they are so infamous, the two of them, for their hats. I mean, I know that she's going to be wearing a veil, but I almost secretly want her to have just a little something. Like, instead of a veil, like a hat with a veil? Like a hat like... with a veil or something. Yeah. You know, like, almost like a little sassy 1930s reminiscent or something. That would be cute. I know. Because I every event they go to, I'm always like, what? Well, this is going to be the fanciest event that Harry and Meghan have been to together. So I'm actually really excited oh. to see what she wears. Yeah, that's a good point. We I haven't mean, really seen... Like her... Because like the other most fancy event they went to was their own wedding. So, right. You know, so we know like how Kate dresses for things like that because she was there. But right. we don't know how Meghan is going to dress. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! So yeah, it's going to be a good time. So I just wanted to... Do a little shout out for them. People should watch their wedding just because she's a minor royal. She's still the queen's granddaughter, so yeah, you know, it's still going to be fun. And okay, so remind me one more time. They are the daughter of Anne. Anne is there? No, no they're not connected. Their to father Anne. is Andrew. Is Andrew? That's it. And their mother is Fergie. Fergie. <laughs> oh man. So you know they're pretty infamous. That's why, don't you remember? I think I mentioned this during the Harry and Meghan episode because Harry and Meghan's wedding was like the first royal event that, that she got invited to. Got invited to, and the rumor is that Eugenie begged Harry to get her invited to that because she didn't want the first time her mom was like with the Queen to be her own oh, wedding. wedding. Yeah, so, yeah. And there, and she's. I think that she's been with the Queen at one other event like since then. So, like, I think it was kind of, like, to draw attention away yeah. from that before the wedding. They had a little thing going on. A little bit of distance. A little yeah. Bit of something else going. So, so yeah. That's, well, that is that's awesome. I'm super excited. On Friday. Um, have you watched anything new? I'm still just watching through Victoria. Um, I haven't. Weekend. I've been too busy to watch TV. I know. <laughs> I've been kind of mean. That's why. Things are slow. Yeah. But... Plus, we did two podcast episodes this week, so I just feel like that's a lot of our right? time. Right? So maybe we should just get right to it, because people already listened to okay. an hour about that's weddings a good, love. That's a good point. Okay, so <laughs> I think we mentioned last time that this time we want to talk about that new documentary that's out, Queen of the World. Yes. Um, so let's talk about that before we even start, because we're talking yeah. about... 
the Commonwealth oh, yes. today. We each picked a Commonwealth country to talk about. But first, if you have not watched Queen of the World, it is available on YouTube in two parts. Mm-hmm. And it's available on HBO if you have HBO Now or HBO Go or whatever. Right. One of those. And it was totally, it's really worth it. It was really well done. And it just kind of got to see a side of the royals that uh, obviously it was like sanctioned by them. It's not like watching The Crown on Netflix <laughs> or something where like only your imagination or where, you know, American society wants, you know, these stories to come from. But um, I just really love kind of seeing uh, how involved that they all are with different countries and the Commonwealth, yeah. how many scholarship programs. And just how there's a little bit of British culture in all of those places, but how they're also trying to make sure that all these different... It's 53 countries are a part of the Commonwealth, that all their culture gets a little bit into, like, the hearts of the royals. So I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, so, like, the, I mean, for, like, younger royals... They mostly focus on Harry and Meghan because Harry was just appointed this year as the Commonwealth Youth Ambassador, right. which is like his most, pu- like his his highest public role, I guess. Like right, most and it'll probably prominent. be a, a big one for quite some time, if not maybe his like biggest role of his life. Don't you think? I mean, it's such a huge undertaking. Well, I think that like probably, you know, he'll do this for like ten years, and maybe they'll pick someone younger. Because it's yeah. like the youth ambassador, but he'll, yeah. I'm sure he'll always be involved with like the Commonwealth, right? And um, I mean, they're, that's part of why they're going on a tour so soon. Like they're going yeah. on a tour what next week, week after right. to like visit some of the Commonwealth countries. Ah, uh, what a like dream wedding, <laughs> <laughs> your honeymoon, and just visit all these places. So, and if you were into their wedding, they do show like Megan seeing her dress for the first time after the wedding and stuff, and they talk about. You know how she wove all the Commonwealth like flowers into like her wild veil. flowers, not yeah. just like it didn't have to be like their like country's flower, but like something that I think is more personable or more home like. Yeah. You know, I thought that was like a beautiful tribute, and it also showed like a fashion show that Kate went to that had different um, people's artwork. Or, you know, fashion from all of these different countries. And they brought, like, an ambassador through. So you got to see a little bit of, like, modern fashion from Tonga and from... Yeah, it was really cool. And they had, you know, some, um, like, young kids who got scholarships were meeting the queen. Yeah. And I don't know, it just made the queen seem so, like... Perfect. <laughs> well, I just just like a grandma. Like, just like the way that she was, like, talking to them about how... You know, it hurts her to keep her legs crossed for too long. I don't know, yeah. just like funny stuff. And you're like, oh yeah, you're just like a little old grandma. Like, yeah, you're the queen, but you're also just a little. And it just made her more of like that symbol of like for 53 other countries other than the United Kingdom. That is kind of like it's a small part of like the family that outreaches. And I thought it was just kind of beautiful. I've never really thought about the Commonwealth too much because I kind of feel like the United Nations has tried to do that. But I feel like United Nations can get so political. I'm sure the Commonwealth is exceptionally political, but something about it just made it seem more more homelike. Something much more with a touch of Queen Elizabeth herself in it. I don't know. Just very classy. Mm-hmm. But, so, do you want to jump into I, it? Yeah, I can't remember. Did I go first last time or did you go first? I think you did, so I can okay, go. Okay, okay. 
Um, before we do that, I think it would be kind of cool. So if you go online, you can actually find the Commonwealth Charter. And if you're thinking like, what is the Commonwealth? Um, it's pretty much anybody that had been a part of the British Empire and then it busted up. And then in 1931, they created the Commonwealth, I believe, and uh, pretty much said it's not like a rule. You do not have to join. This is just a whole bunch of countries coming together to support one another, not only economically, but also in times of, you know, crisis, they say that their core values are democracy, human rights, international peace and security, tolerance, respect and understanding, freedom of expression, separation of powers, rule of law, good governance, sustainable development, protecting the environment, access to health, education, food and shelter, gender equality, importance of young people in the commonwealth, recognition of the needs of small states, recognition of the needs of vulnerable states, and the role of civil society. And if you go to thecommonwealth.org, there's like a map of all of the countries, and also you can see like what projects they're working on in the different countries and stuff like that too. Yeah, and it's just, it's really interesting and just a very, um, I don't know, a good sense of like culture and inheritance and tradition that's just kind of fused all together so it's like one big happy family so i wanted for mine i was trying to figure out something to do because i kept looking at all of them and they looked really cool but because we are the london fog to american girls talking about british culture and our love of it i was trying to figure out what was like that happy median i was all like we're american <laughs> They're British, and I stumbled across the fact that uh, Canada is a part of the Commonwealth. That's so, true. Um, it's all things. I feel like Canada could really be a good representation of who we almost are. We're not Canadian, but we're like that middle but ground. We, but we wish we were. <laughs> <laughs> they take a little bit of the American. They take a lot of the British, and they become <laughs> their own country. So... Um, I am talking a little bit of just about Canada. Canada was a founder member of the Commonwealth in 1931 when its independence was recognized under the Statute of Westminster. And Arnold Smith of Canada was the first Commonwealth Secretary and General. Um, and in Canada, there are many of the offices of the Commonwealth. So the Commonwealth Association for Public Administration is there. And, and in Ottawa, and then the Commonwealth of Learning is in Vancouver, and the Commonwealth Journalists Association is in Toronto. So it's a really big head and hub of the Commonwealth. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Canada is really cool, but this is about British stuff, <laughs> our podcast. <laughs> so I was trying to focus on what are more of the things that like Canada, Canada has kind of kept as part of their allegiance or being a part of the Commonwealth of British culture. So I, oh, and also just here a couple days ago on October 8th was Canada's Thanksgiving. So happy. I know that because we celebrated it at work. Really? Yeah, we have some offices in Calgary, so there's a lot of Canadians at work. Oh, and nice. So Did we... you share the podcast? <laughs> I should have. I should have. But <laughs> I got some, like, 
fries with gravy and Putin on it. Yeah, poutine. <laughs> poutine, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah, but <laughs> so they pretty much, like I say, it's kind of like the fuse of some things American, some things British. So, like, at Thanksgiving, they have, like, a turkey and mashed potatoes and poutine. <laughs> French fries with gravy on top. Sounds great. So, just a couple of things that, I guess, Canada, I'm sure there's much more than this, but this is research done by Kate. Um that Canada has taken or decided to keep from the British is especially spelling. They spell things oh, yes. with like what? the U in it, color with so O-U-R. So I have to tell you, for yes. years I have been in trouble because that is how I spell. Because yeah. when I was in middle school in Taiwan, all of my teachers were Canadian. Like my mm. English teacher, my history teacher, like all my teachers were Canadian. And so I just started spelling like that. Apparently that's when you learn how to spell is like sixth and seventh yeah. grades. And so like I still spell theater R E and people are all like, why do you spell it like that? I'm all like, because that's it it's correct. Stop talking to me. Like <laughs> <laughs> Well that I feel like a lot of people should should, do. right? I mean but, I guess you can do E R but I feel like I'll do E R if I'm going to the movie theater but yeah. Shit, if I'm going to the ballet and I've spent that much money on ballet tickets, I'm going to the theater. Yeah, no, <laughs> totally. Um, also, they say instead of we go A to Z, they'll go A to Z, mm-hmm. like the British do. Um, also have some, you know, doubling of L's and things. So spelling was one. Um, they still have the royal family on their money. So the queen is on the currency of, but they do have their own currency. They're not on pound and they definitely are not on euro. Um, <laughs> so we have the Canadian dollar. So it's like I said, this nice like fusing. It's a dollar, but the queen is on it. <laughs> not Benjamin. <laughs> um, the Commonwealth, of course, they've been in affiliation for um, almost... 100 years as we're coming up. I guess it's been 90, but they're already making great plans. And they also host, which I didn't know, that the Commonwealth every four years, like the Olympics, hosts their own games. I did know that. But I think I I only knew that because, like, probably Will and Kate went to the Commonwealth Games or something. And so that's how I heard about it. Yeah. So let's just say there's plenty of famous people that have come out of Canada, so we won't have to go there. We um, won't have to go there. What if we want to? Let's we talk about let's talk about well, Avril Lavigne. No, Avril Lavigne, Mike Myers, uh, the chick off of Sex in the City. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> no, I mean I know Ryan Gosling not. was not in Sex in the City, but he is a very important part of Canadian culture. Um. Who else is Canadian? I mean, Justin Trudeau, but he's not famous. He's famous because he's Canadian. Yeah. Not, not a famous Canadian. But also, There's- as politicians go, mm, <laughs> just saying. I know all the ladies out there are thinking him. Um, the metric system. So they're on uh, the metric system, but not totally. So, <laughs> But not totally. That's Height and weight is an imperial. Mm-hmm. So they follow us to that. So they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm 5'10", and I weigh... You know, 140 pounds. But distance and temperature is metric. So they'll be like, oh, I've got to go 90 kilometers before I'm there. You know, or it's all in Celsius, which blows my mind. I still don't understand. (laughs) I know. It's so funny. I'll always be on calls with, like, our coworkers in Calgary. And they'll be like, oh, it's 30 degrees here today. I'm like, what does that mean? What do you even mean? (laughs) (laughs) As you're, like, calculating I know. I always am. Like, we'll be, and I'm, like, calculating. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's what you mean. It's hot. It's cold. Nobody knows. No. (laughs) Nobody knows what you're talking about. 
Um, their post is also named the Royal Mail Canada, which got actually changed to just Canada Post, but like the British Royal Mail. So mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of cute. So there are just a couple of snippets of British culture, obviously, in Canada. I'm sure I'm missing quite obvious ones, but if you want to let us know or let me know, just write me an email. But that's my little snippet of Canada, a founding member of the Commonwealth. And I feel like a perfect bridge between our podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> We're halfway there. <laughs> I feel like, I hope no Canadians are listening because they're probably going to be offended that you think they're halfway American. <laughs> probably. 1,000%. Or they're probably also going to be, like, offended that they're halfway British. That they're going to be like, no, we're our own country. But the fact is, it's like, it's a melting pot of both places. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I want to hear about yours. Okay. Well, I'll preface this with saying I've seen Crazy Rich Asians in theaters four times now. Oh, geez. So, I haven't seen it once yet, and I want to. Oh, my gosh. Why? What's wrong with you? Because I have no time. I don't go to movies. Well, who cares? Make the time. <laughs> Make the time. Crazy, crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> I could be leaving theaters soon. What are you going to do? I'll watch it when it comes out. No, it's not the same. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I just, I can't handle this. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, so because I've watched it so many times, I decided that I had to talk about Singapore. Okay, perfect. Um, so yeah, I'm, Singapore, I'm mostly talking about their history because their history is a little crazy. Oh, perfect. So, I didn't even look up Canadian history. That's not true. I kind of looked up how they were founded because it was Thanksgiving. I like, well, I was the most, I was <laughs> looking up like the history of like how they became part of the Commonwealth. Oh, okay. So it's like, nice. you know, so, you know, a lot of stuff was going on in Singapore, I'm sure, but we don't care about the story <laughs> until. This is not a Singapore podcast is what yes. we're coming up with. Yes. Yes. So back in the 1800s, 1819, um, Sir Thomas Stamford Raffles went to Singapore. Mr. Raffles. <laughs> and he negotiated a treaty which allowed the British to put a trading port on the island. Because at this time, okay. like, the Dutch were all over. They were in Taiwan. Yeah. They were, you know, whatever. And so um, the British didn't really have anything in Asia yet. Mm -hmm. So they established a trading port, and then that led to the establishment of the colony of Singapore. Um, so the colony of Singapore, so it was like a colony until 1942 because during World War II, the Japanese conquered Singapore and they, uh, occupied it until 1945. When that ended in 1945, um, Singapore went back to British control. So at that point it was, um, I don't know, people, there was some tension between, it's like the Singapore, local Singapore people were like okay with British rule until okay. that happened, but then when they, you know, with the Japanese overtook them, they got given back, yeah. which they were kind of like, you guys didn't even take care of us, like, you let us get conquered by Japan, so why do we want you? Like, yeah. before then it was kind of like, oh great, we have like the British and they're going right, to take care, care of us, us. with our <laughs> army, and then it turned out that they didn't. Um, so, so when the British Empire took control again, they kind of, they started doing, like, more internal government, governance. Like, so Singapore kind of started governing themselves a little more. Um, and then they, in 1963, 
um, they decided that they wanted to become part of Malaysia. I'm not really sure how that happened, but anyway, so they, okay. so the, they were no longer a crown colony in 1963. They became part of Malaysia, which ended 144 years of British rule on the island. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, but that was in 63. So in 65, they were like, wow, that sucks. We don't want to be part of Malaysia. I don't know what happened. Um, this there blows. Was, yeah, because basically, I mean, like, economically, Singapore was doing awesome, and yeah. Malaysia was like, okay. And so they're like, why are we part of you? Like, yeah. we can be ourselves. So in 1965, they became um, at the Independent Republic of Singapore. So at that point, they were admitted into the Commonwealth. I guess the Commonwealth has some kind of vote. Okay. I don't really know. And I'm sorry, what year was this again? 1965. 65. Yeah. So, at that point, they yeah they were admitted into the Commonwealth. They actually hosted a, some a Commonwealth meeting shortly after. They I guess they have Commonwealth heads of government meetings. Yeah. Um. And then and they've been a member of the Commonwealth ever since then. Mm. Um. There were some British forces that that were there during I don't know during this time, mm-hmm. um, and they withdrew the last British military forces in the 70s. So okay. they, um, so like, I mean, they're an independent republic. They're not, but I guess since they're part of the Commonwealth, if they need it, the forces will come back. Yeah. Um, so yeah. That's what being a part of the Commonwealth means, people. Yeah, pretty much. Um, you have neighbors, I mean, you got people, to, you're back. Your back is covered. <laughs> yeah. So Singapore, like, seems pretty happy about being part of the Commonwealth. They've got a statue of that Raffles dude. <laughs> Mr. Raffles? Yeah. Um, you know, English is still one of their official languages. Um, they actually, their spelling is a little bit different than, like, British English. Okay. But I couldn't come up, like, the only example that I, like, really found was Swap, S-W-A-P. Mm-hmm. They spell it. S W O P. So they have a, a few like a few weird <laughs> yeah. spellings like that, which I'm not sure why they changed to that, but they did. <laughs> they, they still needed to find a little bit of their own independence. Yeah, yeah, but I which mean, is spelling English words wrong. <laughs> yeah, but you know it makes them feel good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I guess that's it. They're just you know a happy part of. The Commonwealth, they celebrate all of the, like, jubilees and stuff. They that's they have perfect. celebrations there. The thing that I didn't... Will and Kate visited. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, that's all that really matters. I know, right? That's, like, why they want to be part of the One of the questions I didn't really research or I couldn't find a good answer for were, do you know if Commonwealth countries celebrate British holidays? Not, like, all of them. I'm, you know, we've talked about, like, Spring Bank Day. That I'm not expecting that, but, like... I don't know. Like Boxing Day. Yeah, they do. Because that's the beauty. Canada definitely has Boxing Day. That's the beauty of Singapore is that they get to celebrate all these European holidays because they're part of the Commonwealth. And they get to celebrate all of the Asian holidays because they're in the middle of Asia. (laughs) That's bomb. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want more mooncakes. The mooncake that you gave me? On point. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. That's off topic. (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I guess I don't have a ton to say about Singapore. I just feel like everyone should watch Crazy Rich Asians, and you'll be really thrilled oh, and want to go there. Um, or 
watch the documentary Queen of the World. Yes. <laughs> or both. But that, yeah, I think you should do both because Queen of the World doesn't specifically talk about Singapore that much. <laughs> but yeah. Perfect. Oh, it is the most, this is I thought was interesting, it's the most densely populated country in the Commonwealth. So, oh. I mean, it's, def- it's probably the smallest. I didn't look that up, but it's the most densely populated. So, that's kind of interesting. It's got a lot of, a lot of youth that now Harry and Meghan can visit. Yes. And they will. And they I'll will. go to. <laughs> we will see what they are up to. Yeah. Well, guys, we're keeping it a short, classy cup. Yeah, because we've, we've already a lot this Yeah, week. we already did a lot yeah, this Yeah, we're too tired. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically the point of this episode was to tell you to watch Queen of the World. It's awesome. And also to get just a little hint of what the Commonwealth is. It is just this conglom and this unity of 53 countries across the world that still have an influence of all things British. So yeah. I feel like all 53 of them, one at least one person from every country should, should be listen to our podcast subscribe really so if you haven't subscribed yet what are you doing yeah exactly get it together no, uh, <laughs> no. but one thing is so next week since we're getting deep into october we're gonna talk a little bit about harry potter for halloween <laughs> halloweenish episodes um but I guess what I want to ask you guys is, we're not exactly sure yeah. how to approach this. There's a lot of Harry Potter podcasts out there. We don't want to compete with them. We just want to chat about Harry Potter. So. And British things, because it's so British. Yeah. And it's made now like this huge, yes, magical splash through the world. But the thing is, is I just don't think that that, that world could have been an American thing. I don't know. Now yeah, it just doesn't it make can. any sense to me that Harry Potter's wizarding world wouldn't be British. Yeah. So, so if you have any ideas of what you think we should focus on, just send us an email. Yes. And let us that know. would be bomb, actually. I didn't even think to ask the peoples. What or, or you can tweet us and maybe we'll learn how to read our Twitter. How to read the Twitter. So if but, you don't have the email, it's londonfogpodcast at gmail.com. If you've already written in, do ne- never feel shy or like you're bothering us because we love to hear from you. Or send us a tweet. At the London Fog Pod on Twitter. Yes. All right. Perfect, guys. We love you. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>